0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Portsmouth Running Podcast, or welcome back to the Portsmouth Running Podcast. Uh, But if you are new, we are a running podcast, quite obviously from the name, (laughs) don't need to say that, Uh, and we are kind of focused around the Portsmouth and surrounding kind of areas. Um, We speak to runners of all sorts, um, people who are into the running industry of whatever kind it is, and uh, yeah, we just kind of get a variety of guests on the show. Um, and as always I'm joined by my lovely co-host David Harvey can I call you uh, is is it illegal to call you sir David Harvey
1: you you can call me whatever you want Dan Um, so sir is good master uh, supreme genius I think is probably a good one as well
0: like that supreme Supreme that's a good one now listen dave i this is a very very kind of last minute and sudden uh, recording for us for for our show introduction this week so we are completely unprepared i have um and i'm sure you do as well a blank bit of paper with yeah absolutely nothing to to start with in terms of topics however i think you could agree that we don't need that really as runners because there is always something to talk about
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely so um it's going to test our improvisation skills somewhat, I think, Dan. So, should we start off with the new
0: highway code? <laughs> oh yes, the highway code. What's going now? Listen, I've only heard murmurings about this. I- I'm not actually sure, um, simply because I've I-, I kind of bury my head in the sand at the moment, and I don't really go to the news sites very often at the moment. But but what is happening?
1: Um, so uh, I don't really know, but there was some some kind of outrage <laughs> at cyclists in that um, apparently cyclists are, it's now legal for them to ride two abreast so they can all bunch up together and get in your way even more when you're driving a car. Um, And apparently there's some kind of chaos as well, following um, the changes that uh, leads to rise in a cash for crash scam risk, but that's, um, I don't know know if that's actually kind of true or not. Um,
2: Right.
1: Wow. Okay. um, they, basically i think from from a lot of the kind of uh negative reviews that i've read about the, the thing it kind of um protects cyclists a lot more
0: okay okay um,
1: in some way or another so uh what this it's got i've got this up here and it said it seems crazy to allow cyclists on the road with no requirement to have at least passed a cycling proficiency test or to have even read the highway code but okay okay as if anything- i did it actually done that nowadays i think that's totally unrealistic isn't it yeah i think Um... so
0: wow (laughs) interesting i mean it's it's an interesting topic isn't it because it's like um it's kind of like i guess it's not a double-edged sword but in in a way i guess you know because cyclists are on the road and and obviously there's there's the whole space issue in in the uk i don't think it would be an issue if we weren't such a small island and we had we had kind of like bigger infrastructure um, I don't think it would be a problem, but obviously, because we're all kind of squashed and bunched onto the roads, um, mm. it makes it difficult, doesn't it? And as cyclists are allowed on the roads and cars are, it, it makes it dangerous for the person in the lesser, um, yeah, you know, yeah. vested body, I guess, in the lesser protected vehicle, which on, on, a, cycle, so, on a cycle, you always are. So I, I don't know what your thoughts are, but I mean, I guess it kind of like keeps people safer, but it's, it's just going to mean guess, more chaos. So.
1: That's always the aim, isn't it? And um, safety is not necessarily attached to kind of efficiency, is it? No. So it's going to inconvenience someone. Um, But I've just got an Express article up here at the moment that, in in, in a true Daily Express way, which (laughs) is borderline borderline far right Nazi, in my opinion. Yes, yes. Nonsensical, furious, thousands of Britons demand new highway code rules scrapped. Okay. and um I'm not really sure why that is, but apparently a striking 96 percent of users believe that the new regulations should be scrapped um and I don't know whether it actually goes into a reason why um, okay. as part of the right so maybe this is why so people can't be um run over in run over by giant land rovers because it says as part of the new um, rules: Pedestrians are given higher priority than vehicles on the road. So okay. I'm assuming that means we can just go and walk around the M25 at some point.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe um, should we do the M25 marathon? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. How actually, how long is the M25 actually? Like interestingly, because it oh, would God. be quite good to kind of run around it.
0: That's a good point. Like... I'm 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 going to find out now, right? Because I've got my machine in front of me. We've got we've got a we've got a completely blank canvas here how long is i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna repeat what google's just suggested um <laughs> how long is <laughs> the <laughs> the m25 okay so Any i'm gonna guesses, say can i make a guess can i make a yeah, guess? yeah yeah go on go on go on
1: 184 miles and i don't know where i've got that from
0: oh dave you must have read something somewhere can any of the listeners guess who are li- who are listening to this? Um, if you are guessing, you've probably already looked on Google. I'm going to give the answer now. Dave, you were extremely close, but right. you said you said miles, not kilometers, and it's 188 okay. kilometers.
1: Okay, so that's uh, 112, 100, 118 miles.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, about that. Yeah, roughly. isn't it i mean i
1: I don't really do kilometers i do sort
0: of brexit it's close enough it's close enough yeah yeah. constructed in 1975 as well for those for anybody extending their their kind of trivia trivia knowledge but yeah 188 kilometers so that's i guess that's that's doable in a run for you certainly
1: (laughs) (laughs) well yeah we could do i was i was thinking actually earlier dan um often just uh i don't know if this is the right place to bring it up but for our future venture which i guess shall at the moment remain, uh, remain kind of a little bit secret
0: a, a, t- a tiny bit but you can you can re- you can reveal some details that's fine i'm sure uh...
1: okay so that dan 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 and i and one other person are going on a little little venture to kind of um, further our own experience of running and mm. to help others out basically um, it's none of it set in stone it's all very idea land at the moment isn't it? um yeah that we're sort of working towards doing something to get ourselves out of our dollars dog shit fucking um day jobs and have something <laughs> that we're actually passionate about that we can that we can concentrate on as as an aside to that really but yeah. I was thinking when when we when we finally launch it, should we go and do a rather spicy fastest known time attempt? of something or other that could be of our own making. And one of the things I've always thought about doing actually is if we go from like Dover to Bristol and do a cross of the UK from in the south, because I've done it up north where it's thinner. But like yep. to, you know yep. to announce it to the to the population to get us to get our names out there. Should we go and undertake something that's particularly ballsy to <laughs> um, know our intent and our skills and you know see if we can do something you know because there could be a story in failure as, as much as in success couldn't there
0: yeah absolutely well I tell you what this this is let's 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 hold on this idea because I, I like that and, and you always scare me doing this but our guest <laughs> this week our guest for this week has actually arrived in the lobby so uh, oh, right. okay. I'm going to let okay. I'm going to let Emma in and she's going to join us okay. she is going to join us in just a sec and we can we can kind of put this into uh, into some kind of context for the listeners out there. But we had a bit of a bit of a scheduling uh, thing today. So uh, so we're all we're all over the place a bit. But hey, this is life. This is what happens. She's just connecting to the audio. But Dave, yeah, really good point. I think, you know, your ideas always scare me to death. But, um, you know, it's obviously <laughs> something, some, something that we can talk about soon. Hi, Emma.
2: Hello, hello. I am so, so sorry. I just had nightmare after nightmare. I'm so sorry about this.
0: No, Emma, do you know what? It's it's completely fine. And do you know what, Emma? Um, I promised you that obviously when you when you joined us on the show, we would we would talk for a little bit beforehand. But we're actually recording at the moment, so you've okay. um, you've you've joined us quite naturally in uh, on Dave and I's introduction. <laughs> Excellent.
2: Okay. Fantastic. Well, I'm glad
0: yeah. it worked out. Yeah. Do, do you know what? It's actually really nice because um. Uh, and, and sorry I'm, I'm going to introduce you in just a sec to the, to the listeners and stuff sure. but um it, what i really like about this is that you know a lot of podcasts you listen to are like really kind of polished and, and edited and stuff and, and that is great it really works a lot of the time and most of the time um dave and i are obviously all over the place sometimes but it's it's just really nice to kind of know that this is life this is what happens you know i forget things all the time um, things crop up all the time obviously there's a big storm today so people's schedules are all all over the place so um welcome to the show thank you yes
2: <laughs> thank you it's really really unlike me to be late but I'm glad I can be here and like you say it's just just life isn't it
0: that's it that's exactly right and, and you know and, and I guess we shouldn't kind of shy away from it or, or hide it you know it's just it's it's part of it it doesn't change like the conversation we're going to have or anything so so yeah and no, I really appreciate you kind of taking the time and and are you okay to kind of um carry on and and record or do you need? of to course
2: this? yeah no please yeah that's absolutely fine brilliant
0: can
1: brilliant, we just add you know that we are recording this from the eye of storm munis so we are uh, venturing into extreme podcast territory
0: yeah <laughs> i love it dave, do you know what, dave that's a really good point this is extreme podcasting there we go it is. <laughs> i think i think i think we've just invented it but listen emma obviously like you know in in, in a normal kind of uh show and in, in the usual way i would kind of like introduce you and say hello so i'm going to do that right now emma welcome to the show um honestly like super pleased that you that you could make it obviously you've had a, a really busy day and stuff things going on but um you know thanks for agreeing to come on and chat to us all about South Sea Park Run which um yeah. we're super excited about I mean obviously it's like such a huge part of the running community down here and uh we're just we're just like really thankful that you can be here so first of all how's the day been apart from all the the, the last minute rushing
2: yeah, so I mean, it's been a bit crazy because of the because of the storm. Um, you know, all of the things that I thought I was going to be able to do were closed. I don't know if you've seen the seafront in the last couple of hours, but the whole of the common is now part of the sea. So getting okay. back home has been quite interesting. And, you know, it, it's quite funny, because I'm not even sure whether... For the first time in ages, this might be one of the first weeks we're actually going to have to cancel Park Run. Yet here I am talking about it. Um, <laughs> so it's been a bit of a crazy day, um, but better now, better now, and nice to be here talking to you.
0: Brilliant, thanks so much. Well, well, Dave, I think you'll agree that it's probably a good idea that we get this show out tonight and we can um, publish it by the morning so that people can listen to it instead of running Southsea Park Run if that's the, <laughs> <be> the case. <laughs> so uh so no no brilliant i mean dave you went up to you drove up to, to the top of butter hill today didn't you i
1: did yeah yeah it was brilliant fun and uh as, as soon as i got out of the car and i was like oh this would be fun let's make a video uh the wind blew the phone right out of my hand <laughs> <laughs> so, the but you, you could you could lean into the wind earlier um mm-hmm. in like a decent way and have it hold you up so it was, it was worth going up there i was a little bit scared at first but it was-
0: <sighs> yeah it's amazing but, yeah. Emma you said about the seafront just now I'm sure people have kind of obviously been browsing through their Facebook and, and Instagram feeds at the moment but there's been plenty of videos and, and photos uh, that I've seen so far of the storm but I am um, I, I stupidly and uh, but 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 kind of excitingly waited till midday till the, the 70 mile an hour winds arrived and <sighs> it, it coincided with high tide as well and I, I ran that route from the coffee cup to the funfair and back.
2: Oh wow and- how was it?
0: Oh, it was yeah, it was interesting. I've not quite. (laughs) I think I ran in a bad storm about three years ago. Um, which which was I can't remember the name of that storm, but it was it was. I thought that was horrendous, but this one kind of upped it by a level, I think, because it was yeah, it was pretty bad, and I had to stop at the Sea Life Centre and just take a couple of minutes to evaluate whether or not it would be safe to go down the road. Um, and in the end, I just thought I just thought I just thought stuff it. I'm I'm going to I'm going to do it. I think I I should be able to stand (laughs) up. But I was literally oh, wading, wading through water on the road. It was the water was high, like like almost up to my knees, I'd say.
2: Well, I've put my hand up tomorrow morning to do a really early run to check the course for park run to see whether or not it'll be safe to to proceed or not. So, oh, okay. um, yeah, any information you can give me on where's going to be my danger, then then let me know.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, interestingly enough, uh, there are a few bins that have been pulled off the the lamppost and blown along the path. So um wow. there's there is that, and that is actually on on the park run course at the moment, and there's also a couple of lampposts that have been bent over entirely um,
2: It's not sounding promising, is it?
0: no, there's no stones, okay. strange enough, the stones didn't kind of make it onto the road like they normally do, but um I think where the winds were kind of west to east it was it was like you know it wasn't blowing as much shingle onto the road as as normal, so that's, that's, oh. that's positive, but good luck with that. I hope it goes all right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, so obviously, uh, you know, we met a while back through, I think, like mainly through my role at Parkrun. Although I remember you from Southsea Parkrun when you were when you were running the event, um, obviously before your injury and stuff like that, which we'll we'll get into in a bit. But, um, mm. I recall the the kind of faff that we went through with the council and the committees there to get Parkrun back after lockdown, and it was a really kind of like worrying, um, time for everyone. But luckily, it all came good, didn't it?
2: yeah i mean there i'm not gonna lie i think there was a a point where we all thought it might not happen yeah (laughs) um and you know, it, it's really only due to, you know, people like yourself and, and Kev Bud and the other RDs, um, you know, really, really pushing. I think people don't realise how much goes on behind the scenes, not only at our park run, but, but all the park runs across the country with volunteers um, that kind of make the event happen. Um, but yeah, I, it, there was a point where I didn't think it would happen, but we were lucky enough A, to have those great volunteers behind the scenes, but B, to have some really good contacts at the council. Um, And, you know through I think as well through Stephen Morgan kind of getting involved that added some weight to it as well yeah so we were very lucky and you know since we've come back I think it's taken on such a new meaning to people who had potentially kind of been isolated not been able to do their sports and and to be without park run for a while it's really taken on a new meaning so I'm really glad that we were able to kind of pull together and and get it back off the ground and running again
0: yeah yeah i i agree fully and um yeah like you like you just alluded to it's, it's so important for people and um i'm just yeah really really pleased to see it back and and even i was a little bit kind of skeptical about it coming back with the high numbers that, that you people were getting well obviously parkrun was getting um along south Sea front each time and obviously post lockdown it kind of it was all these kind of like you know negative kind of storms coming along but like you say people pulled together and uh, eventually got it through so so that was great so how, how long have you been um event director at south you know
2: so I've been event director, I mean, I've been event director for longer than it's actually been back purely because we had those few months where it wasn't actually on. So I'm, I'm not sure exactly how long, but it's probably about eight months, something like that. Um, certainly since we've been back, um, I think we started again in, in August, late, late July, something like that. So mm. yeah, about, about eight, eight, nine months, something like that.
0: Okay, okay. Now, Emma, listen, I've got to tell you, we have got the world's biggest parkrun rebel on the line as well dave oh no oh yeah
2: <laughs> what's he done stolen tokens or gone gone to the right or running the cycle lane what have you done
0: well I, I, I think i think dave i'm gonna i'm gonna let you talk it yeah, because i'm gonna let you kind of explain your first of all dave doesn't call it parkrun it's park race okay so that so that's bad that's
2: Uh-oh. One, is, yeah. i know exactly the type okay
1: <laughs> no. well, on, i dave. picked that off, another, off of another um, facebook Um, page but I wouldn't say I'm a rebel it's just I I literally never turn up with my barcode and um, so normally I'll I'll start with everyone else and then about 10 meters from the end just sort of slight left towards the sea Um, (laughs) we call
2: you a funnel ducker
1: Yes, I am a funnel talker. That is. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Why you use the letter D rather than funnel? Yeah.
0: Yeah. If you you're dyslexic, don't. Three times. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're dyslexic, don't, 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 don't use that for it. Don't use that term too much.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so yeah, I,
1: I, I, can't remember if I've ever actually turned up to parkrun with with my barcode. So I, I think I'm 100% DNF when it comes to it.
2: <laughs> well the good news is you don't actually although it's encouraged you don't actually have to bring your physical printed barcode anymore because we can we are officially allowed to scan from phones now which makes it oh, much right. easier oh wow
1: well there we go we've we've learned something i'll do that next time then
0: <laughs> yeah and hey, you've got hey. no
2: excuse whatsoever to not go <laughs> through the funnel now and
0: he's and he's exactly. always and he's always got his phone on him because he's he's one of the world's biggest posers now because he started um using instagram a lot more so um, um
2: yeah <laughs> Try, run, it changing. didn't happen you have to post your time yeah. as well
0: <laughs> trying to
1: be an influence
0: for darlings so there you know <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing amazing yeah I, I guess rebel was the wrong word dave but yeah funnel, funnel, ducker I, I like i like that term a lot um that's, that's brilliant. <laughs> and it's do you know it's really nice to kind of like park around. i guess to relax the the kind of the 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 barcode kind of park run, uh, rule now about bringing your barcode along, getting your phone, your barcode scanned on the phone, which I think was, was that always possible? Or was it just that the, now they're using phones, it's possible?
2: Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's, it's been a real, um, They've been really unsure about what to do, because from an environmental standpoint, asking people to kind of physically print something off when they don't have to was always, you know, something that they wanted to kind of come away from. But equally, we wanted to have people bring their physical printed barcodes because it's got there in case of emergency information on. So oh, if yes. anything happens, it would be, you know, really, really handy to be able to have that. So we would know who they are and who to contact. Um but, you know, technology has moved on. So even though we would still like people where possible to either print off their barcode or, you know, you can buy, you know, wristbands, et cetera, with the barcode on, we kind of recognise now that it's not always going to be possible. It's not always the best thing. So we can scan some phones now. And the fact that the volunteers can use apps um, to, to kind of do the scanning just makes that all, that whole process is much, much slicker now and, and much easier to do.
0: Brilliant. Cool. Well, Dave, there you I go. You're gonna get your first first official finish, yeah?
1: Absolutely. I think part of my um uh reason of not taking a barcode as well is I didn't actually want to know how depressingly slow I was every time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh Dave oh Dave oh Dave listen Emma um, we normally get well I normally get um, my guests to kind of introduce themselves so I'm going to give you um, a couple of minutes I'm sure many of the listeners know who you are from South Sea Park Run um, as the event director there but over to you just to kind of tell us um, who you are where you're from perhaps maybe what you do for a living um, and maybe a little bit about kind of like your your own running journey so so over to you
2: Sure, okay, so um, I'm Emma Cardi, some of you might know me by my maiden name, Emma Williams, but to be honest, most people from a parkrun perspective don't know me as the event director, they know me as Brian's granddaughter, <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's our regular spectator, I think a lot of people remember a few years back, we, um, we put on Facebook, on the Southsea Parkrun Facebook page, it was his 80th birthday, and yes. we ended up with hundreds of people wishing him a happy birthday, and some of them reading down cards and stuff um and until recently he's he's remained a regular sort of spectator so most people know me as Brian's granddaughter actually funnily enough okay. um, but I, I did used to I did used to be quite as you say proactive in in running uh at South Park I, I used to be um you know I've, got, I've done over 100 runs at South back in my running days um but over the past few years, as you alluded to earlier, um, I kind of developed an ongoing injury. And it just got to the stage where the kind of faster I got and the better I got, the more I was getting injured. And it just got to the stage where, realistically, I was injured more often than I wasn't. And it was just absolutely soul-destroying, putting in all the training. And then after every event, you know, not being able to even walk properly for a couple of weeks. So I had to eventually take the decision to, to kind of stop, running for uh, kind of sport and just do it for enjoyment um, and and I still do now so I still run anywhere between kind of four and six times a week do sort of between 5k to five miles something like that but okay. I have to just do it purely for enjoyment so I, I'm i one of those people At you know I think you were saying like like Dave a little bit competitive with myself if I go out with my watch on I'll want to know what time I've done and I want to go faster and I'll just end up in that cycle again so I purely just no technology nothing just go out um, you know I know roughly how long the the runs are from from my house so I just do it for enjoyment and then I do um, you know some other sports for the kind of um, competitive side of me um, outside of that so in terms of career, I've just um just finished my maternity leave. I'm actually just just kind of gone back to work. Okay. Um. So I, I do um marketing for SSE's um distributed energy business. So we do kind of mostly renewables um, infrastructure. Okay. And cool. then I'm also a full time student at the moment. I'm doing um, a master's in nutrition science um, with the University of Middlesex. Uh, distance so just quite a bit to, to balance at the moment between Lovely. that but um but yeah no enjoying enjoying being back part of the parkrun family so even now that i'm kind of not running competitively i can kind of plug that gap a little bit by helping others to run so so quite that's amazing that
0: Mm, that's, that's absolutely amazing how, how did you find the, the like transitioning from that kind of competitive edge to having to go out and kind of like run run casually did you find it difficult at first or like was it okay
2: no in- incredibly difficult yeah I mean you you get that that kind of fear of missing out it's it's mm. really it's okay when you're just doing your training runs because it doesn't feel any but it's the first, I'd say, probably 12 months, whenever there's an event, like a running event, um, and you see other people doing it and posting like the night before, they're getting ready, getting their trainers out and their number ready. Oh, it's yeah. that kind of fear of missing out that that you really, uh, you kind of just have to adjust to. And then... I guess once you've been out of kind of properly training for a little while, you know, people that were maybe at a similar sort of level to you when they post about how well they've done it and you're no longer in a position where you could do that even if you wanted to. I yeah. think that's probably a bit of a hard pill to swallow yeah. um, at first. So it it takes an adjustment period for sure. Um and that's something that for me, you know, was really helped by the fact that I then had, you know, a baby and I had other things to focus on. Yeah, so it's sure. sort of the edge off a little bit but certainly you know i i can imagine if if you didn't have that it would be really really difficult yeah
0: oh absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. and and you obviously mentioned brian your grandfather um earlier as well but you your father also runs Southsea park run um Damn. and you know he's been a guest on the show previously as well uh, which was fantastic because um i was really pleased that he came onto the show i know he wasn't 100 percent keen at first but uh yeah he, he kind of like contacted me later and said yeah actually you know i'll, I'll do it and obviously you, you know your dad's a fantastic runner himself martin williams yeah um, so so i guess you've kind of almost got like two layers of um a family there with with parkrun in different ways so um i guess you've run a few of those with your dad as well
2: we have yeah we've we've run a few of them i've never managed to catch him that was always the goal but you can he's <laughs> it's so never fast. happened yeah he's unbelievable yeah just um just so so dedicated to it there's not many people that have been running for the kind of length of time that he has Um, and I actually just dropped him off to my grandparents house funnily enough and he's been training recently just randomly for a a 10k cross country so he's been um, using the beach and kind of running 10 miles on pebbles for his training over the last few weeks and I, I just you know the level of dedication over the decades that he's been running you yeah. know it's it's always been as you can imagine you know a real inspiration to me and it's mm. it's nice to see him still doing so well and and still enjoying it as well
0: yeah he's, he's such a lovely guy and honestly like one of the best runners i know he's um yeah he absolutely flies uh at parkrun dave do you know do you know do you know martin williams i uh, don't think so no okay okay um, Uh, Yeah, I'll I'll, probably
2: recognise him if you saw him. To be honest, he's got um he's got a very uh, distinct running style. um, So you probably mm. recognise saw him.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, He he does have he does have a very kind of like unique style of running. You're right, and uh, I think one of his favourite roles, Emma, at at Parkrun must be the turnaround point marshal because I always see him there. (laughs)
2: <laughs> wow that's partly my fault i always stick him there <laughs> oh really
0: <'Cause laughs> because you know he's going to get there on time yeah
2: <laughs> i know he's going to get there on time exactly exactly so he ends up being lumbered with that quite a bit but i don't think he really minds i think he quite enjoys being able to um also include a little bit of a jog in there as well he's always up for an extra couple of um, kilometers run mm,
0: absolutely absolutely i guess um that, that's one of the roles that i guess you can do and still run south sea park run course because yeah. it's an out and back so uh
2: Yeah I mean you you can run it obviously but without doing the you know without actually getting the time but we've got more and more roles now that if you were you know a serious runner and you still wanted to participate you could do so we've got kind of pre-event set up which you'd be finished before kind of quarter two we've got the post-event close down which you can do we've got the first timers briefing um, and then you know if you're a really fast runner you can always help out with barcode scanning after you finished as well so there's there's plenty of opportunities and I, I think it's it's difficult because if you're a serious runner obviously you kind of want to get there warm up do your run and, and kind of leave but there's such a lovely kind of community side to park yeah. as well where you're really mm. kind of missing out on if, if you don't get that full experience and I, I'd highly recommend it to anyone getting involved with the volunteering yeah. side.
1: I'm a- I must say that um, I think the community thing is really important actually. And the one thing that I go down to parkrun for is to go and see everyone and just to be part of that kind of like mass start, saying hello to people that you don't normally see day to day. Um, So, you know, obviously I haven't myself volunteered for any of it, but you know, from a runner's perspective going down there, it is a real sense of community, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. I mean, we see we see all sorts. So it's it's nice, you know, people from clubs and people from the running community will often meet up and, you know, the people that are in the sub-20 section kind of get to know each other and get to recognise each other, which is cool. But then equally, we'll get, you know, families um, and, you know, up to four generations sometimes that are all kind of running it together. And the amount of times you'll see someone kind of cross the line after an, an hour, And sometimes, you know, I remember one time particularly uh, it was the final runner and they'd taken, I think, 75 minutes to complete the course. But when they got there, their entire family was there waiting to cheer them on and they had had a diagnosis basically where the doctor had told them if if you don't change your life now you'll you'll die in the next five years and they never thought they'd even be able to walk a 5k so they crossed this finish line 75 minutes later proud as punch crying their eyes out with the whole family cheering them on because to them that was the start of their new life you know and it's it's just such a wonderful mix of of people that's what's so good about it.
0: Absolutely amazing! That gives me goosebumps, just like it. Because I'm thinking about that finish. That must have just have been amazing
2: oh. for them. And, and they they came back. They came back week after week after week. And they were only 75 minutes once, and then you know the next the next week they were less and less. But that that was someone that I saw then complete park run for for years and years afterwards. So it sticks with people. That's what's so magical about it.
0: Absolutely yeah, amazing! Wow, that's so that's so good. Um, I guess like. Everyone knows by now, um, you know, obviously, and you've mentioned them before that that no park run happens without the team of, of volunteers that you have, and um, obviously at Southsea it's no different because you've already mentioned, you know, the, the pre-event setup roles, the post-event setup roles, all the marshals you've got to have on course now after lockdown. Um, so there's there's such a massive team of volunteers that you need there at at, at park run every day. Um, how do you find like it coordinating all those people, and and how does it all happen?
2: Well, we're really, really lucky in South Sea, A, because we've got some really really fantastic run directors who just kind of go above and beyond it's not just a case of it's my week so I'm going to take responsibility we we all kind of chip in all the time and we all help each other out so some of them are there pretty much every week behind the scenes even when they're not running it so that's great but then we also have um, a lady called Alice who very kindly is our volunteer um, volunteer coordinator so she is constantly on those emails helping to to kind of arrange volunteers etc and we need something between sort of 20 and 25 volunteers every single week for wow. that to happen um, and it, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily sound a lot when you think that we get you know what 450 people running every week yeah. but but these are people that have to kind of give up their Saturday mornings to do that. Um, so it, it does take, you know, most weeks us doing a little plea on Facebook to just fill those last few roles. Um, but thus far, we've never had to cancel a run. We've always been able to, you know, rally up enough people to do it. And we're also very lucky in Sea that we have some people that are just regular, regular volunteers. Um, that I think you know so last year we had 21 runs um, given that we started halfway through the year and we had three people who were there for sort of between 15 and 18 of, of those 21 runs um so we're, we're really lucky to have some regular volunteers who are, yeah. are nearly always there and who without we would be really really stuck so the, there's a lot that goes into it behind the scenes but we're always really really keen to try and you know recruit more people into that volunteering side not least because it's really really rewarding it's it's really a nice thing to do
0: yeah fantastic well Hats off to everyone who who volunteers. If you're listening and you're part of the team at Southsea, especially the regular team, kudos to you because honestly, it, yeah, it, everyone's really, really thankful. Uh, you know, I, I guess always not not all runners are thankful. I mean, a lot of runners just come along to run it, and I guess that's what Park Run is there for really, it's for people to run. But for those that kind of like you used the words earlier that go above and beyond, um, yeah, hats off to you guys. So so thank you so much for for all the hard work that that, that you guys and the teams do there. So. It's really good, Dave. anything on the on the volunteering side of things that you'd like to add? No, no, not at all. It's been really interesting, actually. Thank you. Yeah, it's good. It's good to find out kind of what, what goes on behind the Thank scenes. And obviously, oh, uh, sorry, Emma. I know you want to say something, but just very quickly, I know Chris Gam is one of the volunteers there, and I think maybe an ID as well. He um, his photos aren't they great?
2: Yeah, so Chris is Chris is also a regular volunteer in that he does our photos for us and we're so lucky to have him yeah. because obviously his photos are just of such a good quality and, you know, it adds so much to the event as well, having having those moments captured for people and, and yeah. having their runs captured um, and in such a professional way, you know, over and above what anyone would be able to do kind of on their phones. But, you know, more than that, if we have had you know, a specific photography requirement, I have to say Chris has really bent over backwards to kind of accommodate for us. So we're all really, really grateful to have him. It adds a lot to the event and and it's really great to have him.
0: Brilliant, brilliant. And and was there, was there anything else you wanted to say um, before I rudely interrupted you there?
2: No, I was just going to say it's good that we've kind of been able to talk about the volunteering side and hopefully we will have a couple of new recruits not least the yes. host of the podcast
0: <laughs> yes in, in fact in fact if you if if you are going to volunteer from listening to this then uh then when you when you do so do do mention it to emma as well and and dave i was just thinking it would be good one day for both of us to go down and do perhaps maybe do like some barcode scanning or something and maybe get get a couple of sound bites from from some of the finishers if, if they're able to to talk after that breathing
1: yeah <laughs> gonna say i'm normally blowing and just about to throw up after i've done a 5k effort <laughs> <Some> <laughs> yeah, will, will
0: just <laughs> yeah. A- amazing amazing em- emma do you know I, I mean, you said it was really good that we could kind of talk about the volunteering side but but i had um made a note to mention something else that may be of, of interest to to our listeners who run Southsea, and that is the the concern of the sea defense work that, that's happening because obviously they started um, towards Old Portsmouth, and that's been kind of ongoing for, for for I think almost nearly a couple of years now. And they've just yeah. kind of moved closer to behind the pyramids, which hasn't quite affected the start. But any any kind of word or anything you can mention on on what's going on there with with the with the ongoing defences
2: yeah sure so we've we've been in contact with them um and you know they're, they're doing a fantastic job and they've got a really thorough program there so yep. they've they've reached out to us over the past couple of years we're we're still a key stakeholder for them it's not going to interrupt the course for South sea Park for another two years cool. so we're we're okay for the time being there will eventually have to be uh an alternative course but because it's two years away at this stage we're we're not too deep into the planning of that yet so we're okay for two years basically
0: perfect perfect I mean I, I, I think like like you say the um the seafront's gonna gonna look spectacular when it's finished I mean if it looks anything like the like the photos it'll probably look even better than the photos I think it's gonna obviously have more room more space and um I don't know whether it will yeah. kind of like overall uh, make southie run easier once it's kind of all done in the future absolutely I yeah. yeah
2: i mean the the space that we're going to have afterwards is is going to make it so much better you know it's it's not a, it's not a terrible space as it is but when we have a particularly high participation week like we had a couple before lockdown that were over 600 um it it does make it quite difficult you know if there are pedestrians as well um you know it, there are some areas where it's a little bit cramped so it will be fantastic in the long run to have that much more space but there will be a period at some point where we have to think about an alternative but luckily not just there yet so we've got some time
0: okay perfect perfect
2: 600 yeah we i think we had 625 yeah 625 um just january before lockdown yeah Wow.
0: wow that's 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 absolutely immense yeah we've had a
2: couple of weeks since you know in in january this year where it was 550 so we we do get quite some numbers but on average i think it's around 425 um depending on the weather so really that's
0: Mm. amazing cool cool well it's i mean it 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 sounds like you've got plenty of time to kind of i guess work on a on an alternative, alternative course and stuff and uh yeah, I'm sure something something will come up in the future. But uh, yeah, I am really missing already um, being able to run behind the pyramids. It's my, one of my favorite bits of uh, of the seafront run to do, but it'll be yeah. good. It'll be good when it opens. Um I was going to I was going to ask quickly and um, there's obviously running a parkrun event and being the event director so you get to kind of see a lot of what goes on behind the scenes and the organizing, but there's probably a lot of things which are, you know, frankly a pain in the backside um, and and we'll call we'll call them, we'll call them the, the event director struggles or, or, or something like that um <laughs> I guess it would be and I think certainly from like a runner's perspective um, may, perhaps maybe somebody who doesn't volunteer may not have any visibility over some of the struggles and difficulties that, that you experience as a team so um, I thought it'd be a good kind of place to kind of maybe maybe talk a little bit about that maybe you know people talking at briefings um, people running in the cycle lanes uh, spitting. Yeah as well that's always a good one yeah
2: yeah i guess that's something that's probably a bit more normal in the in the running community but then the the general public especially given the backdrop of covid find difficult i mean it it all feeds into the same thing which is essentially we've got a lot of different people with a lot of different expectations that that we have to keep you know, a safe um, and and be happy. So whenever you've got that many different interested parties, it it becomes a challenge. Um, and I think you know the, the main the main thing for us is. the the balance between getting things right for our participants and getting things right for the public. Um, Mm. And and as a result of that, we do have to do this briefing every week, which I guess can be quite repetitive. It can also be very difficult for people to hear, but it's, it's really, really important. So getting people to do three things really, keep to the left, um, keep out of the cycle lane and make way for the public now yeah. you can say those three things in as many different ways and as many times as you like But <laughs> as you know from a runner's perspective when you get on that course if you need to overtake someone you're just running you're in that zone and it's very very difficult and it doesn't matter if you're you know a really fast runner or or less fast runner your time is equally important to you um mm-hmm. and and there are bottlenecks and these things just happen and and we do understand that um but equally I think you know volunteers volunteer to to kind of have a have a good time and and feel like they're contributing to the community and then you spend some of your time essentially feeling like telling people off and it's not really what you what you want to do so there's always a bit of a balance but I have to say generally Our our runners and our participants at at any level are fantastic, and generally the public's really receptive to having us there. It is just a shame when we get you know the the odd person, whether it be a parkrun or a member of the public, that's difficult. But to be honest with you, it's it's so few and far between. We we are very lucky at Southsea with with the people that we've we've got. So I I don't think we've got too much to complain about. But yeah, those three rules we really need to emphasise, and then getting people to volunteer.
0: That's, 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 that's really well said. And I, yeah, you've, I think you've pretty much summarized it um, in the fact that I like what you said about the fact that Parkrun is a place where people gather, it's a community event. You're going to get all sorts of different characters. Um, and I think mm. if, if everyone, which, which they generally are, like you said, a, a more accepting of the fact that everyone's different everyone's got different needs different habits different different things they do not everyone's as thoughtful as everyone else it's um it's That's just right. a real mix of people then you can kind of um you can kind of get on okay with it but i have to share a story with you um <laughs> obviously it's um it's it's on the point of the difficulties and struggles um but maybe perhaps maybe a good example of of you know how something can happen an incident can happen and it can just be diffused very easily by just accepting that fact that you said you know just just accepting that there's different characters and i was um i was running parkrun probably about four or five weeks ago. And um, it was a a strong headwind coming back. um, And somebody in front of me, um, uh, uh, it was was an epic spit, an an absolute epic spit, but there was no kind of, um, I guess, putting the head to the side and maybe doing it a little bit discreetly. It was literally just straight into the air. Um, It flew back towards me um, and it became almost, it looked like a skipping rope in the air where it kind of just stretched out. (laughs) (laughs) and i and i had to i had to leap over it with half of it catching on my leg and it was just absolutely Uh, awful but you know in in that kind of moment in in life and and i really like moments like that afterwards because you can kind of like evaluate how you behaved and how you how you reacted to it like you've just got to kind of give yourself a little bit of a second and just say you know there's there's no one out there really that wants to do that it's it's, sometimes it's just a kind of it's an incident that happens and and it could be a rash decision and i wish i was like this stoic, uh, you know, always in life, but I, but I try to be. Um, mm-hmm. But I kind of did just mention to the person when I ran past, said, "Oh, you know that 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 spit you just did." I literally had to jump over it, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know th- there was no sorry or anything. But uh, it, I guess people are just different, aren't they? And um, I thought I would just mention yeah. it in passing as I as I kind of went by. Um, but I, but, I, but I took that damn runner on the finish line, and that and, and that, that and that made me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty massive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's, it, it's interesting. Just it takes it takes kind of all sorts of people, I guess. And um, yeah, there, there we go. Do you get many people complain about um, that kind of thing, Emma, the spitting and, and anything like that?
2: I mean not not too much it it does happen and it does get mentioned you know there's only there's only so much we can do in terms of policing the the general public you know you you yeah. do get people that have issues with each other you just have to try and get people to kind of solve these these things amicably certainly you know we'll we'll try to as, as stoic as you were in that situation generally but yeah. the volunteers are volunteers at the end of the day they're they're not there to yeah true.
0: Know, put
2: police situations between people and, and i always steer them away from kind of getting involved in things like that if, if need be mm. um it's it's generally not too bad you know it's occasional but really really you know as i said before we're, we're quite lucky with our participants in in general
0: yeah yeah, no, that's that's really good, Dave. Any 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 um any questions around like anything anything that the, the team might struggle with a park run? Um, no,
1: no, no, I'm good. I, I was I, I'm quite keen to hear hear what the um what the park run record is for Southsea park run. Actually, I don't know if that was one of your questions. It was coming up not done or not because no. the reason I ask is I remember at Christmas was it Alex Tootin that was down there and. I couldn't yeah. actually believe my eyes at how quick he was running. And he was he was miles ahead. And I thought, cool, that's got to be a bloody quick time because my times are always around, I don't know, 20, 20 minutes or so if it's a good day, I guess. and um, but he was absolutely flying.
2: So that isn't actually the course record, however, he Ooh. is the course record holder. Um, <laughs> so he, he comes every New Year's Day, I think because he, I think maybe his family is is based in Portsmouth. He comes every New Year's Day, and and I think whether he's trying to beat the record or whether it's just a coincidence that he's here and happens to beat the record, I don't know. Um, But he's got the course record at 14.42. Um, (laughs) So unbelievably fast, yeah. And and then the female record is Kim Carter, 16.37. Wow.
0: And, and interesting, mm-hmm. interestingly enough, on the female record of 1637, um, that's uh, sorry, Kim Carter, you said, yeah, um, that was set in that was set eight years ago.
2: Yeah, that was right at the start. Yeah. 2014. Yeah. I don't I think we would maybe only had uh, that might have been our first or second week. It was really, really early. Yeah.
0: Wow. So listen, there's a challenge out there. Ladies, come on. There is <laughs> an eight year <laughs> course record waiting to be broken. Have, I, I don't know if you remember have you had anybody close to that must
2: yeah absolutely we we definitely have over the years but no one's ever beaten it so as you say it's it's there for the taking <laughs>
0: yeah brilliant will brilliant. tell won't you what be me. <laughs> no no I, i'll tell you what i will do dave just just for you mate um this this coming weekend or no not this obviously not this coming weekend now but um next time i'm at park run i'll, I'll have a go at alex Teton's record how's that yeah brilliant
1: i'll <laughs> too
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> absolutely amazing i think what's interesting dave about alex um running running parker and like you said it's always astonishing that you see him and then there's a huge gap yeah. and then yeah. you see, and then you see the people who you normally think are like wow they're way ahead um so it just kind of like ups at a level doesn't it yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, because it's a good point because, yeah, some of those guys that that are normally ahead of him were significantly behind. And I, I just mm. couldn't believe it when mm. I saw oh. him. He just glides along, doesn't he? It? it was yeah. amazing to see.
2: It's one of the things I always find really, really interesting about running in general is that you can be really good, but the gap between being really good and being elite is huge. It's an yeah. absolute gulf, you know, and, and it doesn't really make any sense. You think it would kind of be this gradual gradient, but it's not. It's just a massive gulf.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. It's, it's it's huge. I mean, there's yeah, the, the, the gap is is immense. So yeah, there's always a, a good few minutes in it. But there you go. So, so fourteen forty-two for, for the for the male runners, and um, sixteen thirty-seven for the female record. We're expecting that to fall at some point. Come on, we've put the challenge out there. Can anybody <laughs> come and beat Southsea Park Run female course record of eight years? So, sorry.
2: and the good news is, if you do it that quickly, you can definitely volunteer afterwards as well. So, two birds, one stone.
0: Hundred <laughs> percent. You're gonna you're gonna get on and do some park <laughs> bird scanning after that, or counting the tokens, <laughs> the six hundred tokens. <laughs> <laughs> so, Emma, actually, that's actually, actually that's a good question. So um so obviously I've done a lot of volunteering at junior park runs and when we have 21 finishers for example I sit there with 21 tokens in my hand looking completely confused like I'm some kind of monkey that should just been given a 1000 piece puzzle and it takes me about 10 minutes to sort 21 tokens. How the hell do you do 600?
2: Well again very very fortunate in South sea. we've got um, Eileen Kenyon who volunteers to do it every week for us so we we do have a process um, and and usually you know prior to having Eileen it, it was shared before I mean it, it takes about an hour a week if I'm completely honest so we have a we have a kind of a token sorter where you've got sort of sections where you kind of section off each 20. So there's a section for tokens, one to 20, 20 to 40, etc. Oh and God. then once they're all just dumped in, you can kind of go through one by one and, and get them updated. The thing that takes the time is when people accidentally take tokens home. Oh, and yes. then I have to go and sit and kind of print out individual replacements and take them off and put them back on. So it is quite a quite a big ordeal. Um, but we're, as I say, very fortunate to have Eileen Kenyon, who, um, you know, thanks to her, we, we now no longer have to massively worry about that because she does pick up that mantle every week for us. So we're very grateful.
0: Brilliant. I think Eileen must be some kind of like puzzle genius. I, I wonder if Eileen's ever tried puzzles <laughs> and stuff because that... I mean, you know, the way you describe it sounds a great method and process. However, it's still quite a task. It's like it's pretty immense. That's a lot of tokens. (laughs) It
2: is. And if we ever have to replace the tokens, I, you know, the whole set, they come in literally like sheets of 20 and you have (laughs) to individually unpack every single one and then punch the hole through it so the the time that i had to do that and thankfully i've only had to do it once that that took me about four hours so going back to that point about there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes you know we're not kidding there really is a lot that wow. goes on behind the scenes
0: wow absolutely amazing well well yeah. again you know hats off to you guys and uh, eileen great job well done well yeah, done thank you <laughs> Um, you know, we've spoken a little bit about, obviously, Parkrun being, especially down here in Portsmouth, like a huge, huge part of, of, I guess, the whole kind of community down here in Portsmouth, really, and, and not just the kind of running community. It's it's so important for everybody. But I know that there are or have been a number of GP surgeries um, in the area that kind of work with Parkrun. Um, have you been involved in in any of that with the local surgeries about them kind of prescribing the 5K community running events to to some patients
2: yeah absolutely yeah we're in partnership with a couple of gp surgeries in in portsmouth actually that actively use parkrun instead of kind of prescribing traditional medicine so only obviously where appropriate Um, and it's a fantastic scheme. and funnily enough it's it's coincidental that you mentioned that because we've just had um a request in from one of those gp surgeries asking to do a volunteer takeover to further promote it um, to to their own patients so yeah absolutely it's 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 a fantastic intervention and a great alternative for some people and there's lots of medical conditions that can be greatly improved, even in the short term, by just kind of getting active and encouraging people more towards that lifestyle. So it's really fantastic that that's a program that Parkruns proactively started now, and that we've had such good uptake within the Portsmouth area for it as well.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think I think that's great. And um, you know, I hope I hope he doesn't mind me mentioning, but my own my own GP, um, Dr. Collins. Um, he's a fantastic runner himself, absolutely um, brilliant runner. Um, I've had this discussion with him, and uh, yeah, I think it's it's just nice that the the GPS um, are offering this kind of of thing to people who, who who they reckon can benefit from it. So yeah, I'm just like super passionate that, that that's happening. And um, yeah, I think it's like like brilliant work. and um, uh, the volunteering, I guess w- will the the takeover be mentioned as uh, when it happens?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So anytime any organization would like to kind of reach out to us and and do a volunteer takeover, we're we're always up for that. But certainly, you know, for the GPs, that's a fantastic thing, because they can kind of signpost it to their patients. And it means that they don't have to just worry about turning up and not knowing anyone and not knowing what to do. Because actually, their GPs there um, and potentially other people they know are there they can make a bit of an event about it and it can be a little bit less intimidating you know we're all from a kind of sporty community it's not something necessarily that that would phase us but you have to understand a lot of people that come to Parkrun this might be their first experience in in that kind of environment and it's hugely intimidating not just From a sporting perspective but just from a personal perspective going along to something that you have no clue about whatsoever so the gp takeovers are are particularly important to us for that reason it's just such a great way to get people involved
0: brilliant brilliant dave i know i know obviously this is an area you are know a lot about and stuff you know with with regards to kind of i guess mental health and the benefits of running anything to anything to add on here i mean is is it nice for you to know that 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 kind of option is happening
1: yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a really interesting um, area for, for um, doctors to kind of like have that social prescription, isn't it, to make sure that people are having those kind of healthier choices and able to change their lifestyle, because that's very much a kind of upstream model of healthcare, isn't it, about getting people to kind of be more active and be healthier in the way in who they are kind of inherently to keep them free from disease for longer. Yeah. but do you, do you know if there is any um, like public health information out there or research into that kind of wider public health benefit of Parkrun? Because we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago on the show and I was just sort of you know just wondering really if there was any kind of evidence behind Park run and if there's been any studies to show the kind of like wider public health benefits of engaging in something like here like Park run every week.
2: No, absolutely. I mean, the, the, there have been several studies and I think some of them have been back. I can't remember exactly off the top of my head what university it is that's, um, that's helped Parkrun with the studies, but it's all available on Parkrun's website anyway. They've done extensive research into the wider public health benefits of parkrun they've looked at it from the perspective of both physical and mental well-being um and, mm. and actually one of the things that came up as the most beneficial was the volunteering aspect they they said that 90 percent of um volunteers reported a noticeable impact to their uh, overall well-being and, and sense of achievement from volunteering um so that that was a huge part of it as well i'll have to look into that so that you can um can link yeah. to it but there's, there's been extensive research yet yeah, and it's it's just really, really um, shown several different positive outcomes. And I think kind of building on the point that you were just making there, it sort of allows people to take ownership over their own health, which in turn is then makes them more likely to kind of continue along with those healthy choices. So rather than just you're a victim of your own health, it allows them to kind of take control of that and do something proactive for themselves, which is great. Yeah.
1: It's interesting that you say about the volunteering, because I always think sort of more about the, you know, the the actual health benefits of going out for a run. Um, But there there is something in that, I think, as well, both probably as a runner and as a volunteer, um, about that community and about being part of something that becomes really important to people. And I think one of the things about running that really got me, um, particularly in ultra running, was that sense of community and about engaging in something regularly and making it almost as a habit of going to races, seeing similar people and building up those friendships and feeling like you were part of something as opposed to just going to do a race.
2: Yeah, Um, no, absolutely. It's that group fitness mentality, isn't it, that keeps you kind of coming Um, it's it's Sheffield Hallam University that did the the research. Just I've just right. had a quick look while we're talking as well. So yeah, ninety one percent of people felt kind of a, a sense of personal achievement. Eighty nine percent fitness in, measurable fitness improvements. Eighty five percent measurable improvements to their physical health. Seventy nine percent said that it made them happier. Um, and 69% uh, of participants said about mental health improvement so just a few of the top line figures but some some really really good indications there yeah
1: I think the mental health one is a big one Um, and I think that you know certainly from my own perspective that 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 sense of achievement is definitely there even if you just go for a run that's outside a park run I think that it becomes part of your life doesn't it and you Mm. get that sense of fulfillment it gives you more energy it makes you feel better about your body it clears the fog away and it makes certainly for me makes me able to more confidently make decisions at work or to more confidently problem solve and I know that um I know it, it seems really strange to take that back to running but there's definitely been moments in my life where I've sat there not knowing what to do feeling a little bit confused about things I might have you know it might be some fogginess about my own life or fogginess about work and just going out for a run and then there's that light bulb moment that you think ah this is what I need to do yeah and and it becomes mindful at times I think um exactly
2: what I was going to say it's like a form of mindfulness isn't it it's just you and the road and you have time just to be in that moment I think
1: yeah yeah definitely definitely um it gives you that kind of clarity, doesn't it? And there are there are times where you've where where you suddenly come round, maybe after 20, 30, 40 minutes of running, thinking, "Oh, where have I been? Just because you <laughs> that clear mind.
2: No, yep. totally. People always say to me, because I, I was always so um so dedicated with my running in terms of what I planned to run, I was running, and it didn't matter what was happening. And they always said, you know. I, I can't imagine how you can kind of keep going um, when you don't really want to go for a run, like how you get yourself out the door. And, and I always say, I never want to go running. Like no one ever thinks like I really want to run, but you always enjoy it kind of during and after. And you're always glad that you did it and feel better for it. And then once you get used to that, that's when you don't want to start missing your runs because you just know that there'll be a wider sense of appreciation for it later.
1: Yeah, 100%. I think that I'm, I'm starting to kind of get someone into running. That's a good friend of mine that says I hate running and I don't find I find it boring. I'm not interested in it. And for me, I just go. That's because you don't get it yet. Mm, you don't understand. Yeah. What it is. And and certainly when I first got into it, it wasn't until a run became easy and was able to zone out that I suddenly was like, oh god, this is brilliant. Like, mm. It's actually first it was exciting and then it became meaningful to me and it's when no. that kind of meaning comes in it adds you know adds, adds something to your life that it suddenly becomes really important to you
0: yeah definitely all all great points and all yeah just like yeah just a really interesting food for thought I mean there's there's so much on that we could probably literally have a have a whole show about this Dave at some point like you know the kind of mental health benefits <laughs> of running um but yes just super important and and again just kind of goes to show how, how important the running is but emma obviously i don't want to take too much of your time i know you've got a got a kind of busy day and busy schedule and stuff so um if you guys were okay happy to start kind of closing out but but obviously before we do that um what kind of plans have you got for your own running looking forward have you got any races or training coming up
2: for me um no so i as i say just purely for enjoyment now. Um, I, I kind of just focus on the, the park front side of things for for running and just okay. my own um, you know enjoyable runs a few times a week um, in terms of training I, I focus more on kind of strength training now so that's where I get my I guess focus okay. um, in, in sport so that's sort of what I focus on a little bit more but no nothing for me I just get really excited for my dad actually that there, there's one lie I have signed up to the Great South Run this year okay. okay cool don't know why I just last year I watched it and I thought I can't miss this again <laughs> it's yeah. just such a nice thing to do so I have signed up for that but not you know not ready to do any kind of time just for just for fun
0: but that's it. I mean, you can still, you know, you, you, you said earlier and you made you made your point clear about kind of like running for enjoyment and stuff, which is which is fantastic. And you seem to have made that transition now fully and you're happy with it. But you can still, I guess, enter trail races and road races for fun and still, I guess, enjoy it.
2: Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, I did the coastal half last year. It was obviously virtual because of, um, yeah. of Covid, etc. Um, and I probably took uh, 40 minutes longer than I would have. Back when I was properly running, but it was nice just to still be able to, to do it and to feel like I could do it and to be involved in the community in, in some way. So, you know, it's just yeah. a different type of experience.
0: Cool, cool. And and just one final question for you before I, I move on to my uh, what I call recovery run questions, which are, are quick fire uh, questions. What can mm-hmm. we, as I guess, runners, park runners, South Sea park runners in particular, do better? To, to help the team at Southsea Park Run and make it easier for you guys? Is there anything that kind of jumps out to mind that we haven't mentioned?
2: No, I think the main thing is really just kind of getting people to, to volunteer as and when they can um, you know it's it's really easy it's not just a case of you have to give up your run there are some things that you can do and run as well if that's what you want to do yep. so if at any point anyone wants to kind of stick their hand up and, and find out what volunteering is all about either just speak to the, the run director on the day or you can email southsea at parkrun.com and um, we'll be really really happy to have you
0: awesome thanks so so much for that much appreciated and uh if it's okay i'm going to kind of start with some recovery run questions here uh okay. and it starts with a question about park runs apart from salty obviously because it's going to be your favorite what are your other favorite park run routes
2: okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna admit to being a bit of a park run rebel here as well and say i've actually never done any park run tourism myself so I can, I can only go on what I've kind of been told about others and I really have to give a shout out to Kev Budd who's just started Great Sultans, that has to be my favourite park one because it's diverted a few people from us and made our life a little bit easier but also I know he's put a great deal of effort into getting that off the ground and it's nice to have another one that's local as well so that started only four weeks ago so Great Sultans is, is another new Portsmouth one
0: brilliant fantastic i was actually going to mention that so i'm so pleased that you brought it up um uh-huh. yeah massive shout out to them i know i was a little bit involved with um uh, some of it in the early phases and obviously there was there was a hold on it uh but yeah mm-hmm. so so pleased that they continued on with that and started it up and like you say it just kind of helps ease the a little bit of the the, the squashiness and tension at um at Southsea, which is great so what yeah. is your own 5k pb I, I know i probably shouldn't ask this with you having uh, kind of moved away from <laughs> this, but I, but I had to ask 5k pb no that's
2: fine i love to talk about it because it reminds me of the good days so my parkrun pbs 1938
0: brilliant 1938 and, and and you say you say you say it reminds you of the good days they're the shit days the, the good days are now Uh, Emma where you get to kind of run for enjoyment so much much better
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I know I I, I always wish I could still run faster but you know it's just just one of those things I'm I'm happy to be I'm happy to be slow and and organizing it that's fine
0: brilliant brilliant um favorite parkrun volunteering role
2: all barcode scanning hands down absolutely lovely you get to talk to people once they've had the chance to actually get their breath back and they're on their runners high um and it's it's much much nicer definitely definitely barcode scanning
0: that was always one of my favorite roles at junior park run because you'd actually get to get to kind of like ask the kids how was the run did you enjoy it are are we going to see you again and and always nice to kind of chat with with the first timers as well which is great so 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 awesome answer there um my next question was going to be what what the course record is at south sea, but we've we've kind of covered that at the moment obviously 1442 um for the male record and 1637 for the female record um have you got a favorite tea coffee hot drink place along the front
2: so i don't like to pick favorites but i think it'll probably have to be the briny if i'm honest um okay. just their you know breakfasts there are fantastic it's really really convenient they're always super friendly um and yeah r- yeah just just great really like cool. their um the lunch menu as well if you're there for long enough
0: nice i bet they really appreciate south sea Run being there so that's good um mm. and do you have and i think you may have answered this already however i wanted to ask best ever moment at Southsea Park run you know whether it as it's um as an event director or volunteer or a runner
2: so yeah, it's, it's really difficult to choose. I think the one that I already said earlier has, has always stuck with me. Um, and, and also the day that was my granddad's birthday was a really special day for me as yeah. well. Um, there, there have been a couple of times, I guess, probably my, my first ever parked run is quite a momentous one for me. Again, you know, I, prior to that, I think a month prior to that, I hadn't even been able to run 800 metres. Yeah. Um, so to be able to go and do a 5K and my dad came um, and obviously he was there anyway, but he came back to kind of do the last few hundred metres with me as well. Yeah. That, was quite, that was quite special for me. So, you know, there, there's so many special moments about Parkrun. That's why I'm, I'm so honored to be able to kind of make this transition from not being able to run it to being able to run it so not being able to run it again and now yeah. to be able to organize it for others is is really really nice for me
0: amazing brilliant brilliant um and finally anything um that you want to add now about the running community down here in Portsmouth or or the south um and that can be kind of like doesn't have to be South sea Park run related it can be it could be anything um just just kind of like final words about about the about runners and running
2: yeah fantastic I mean I I've been able to have a bit of a unique view of this because through my dad and, and him being so active on the running community, you know, he kind of brought me into that at quite a young age. I, I started running for the running club back when I was, you know, a young teenager, maybe 12, 13, something like yeah. that. And then stopped and then came back to it. So it's, it's always really been a bit like an extended family to me. Um, and, and I've always been able to kind of to see that from various different perspectives. So it's nice to kind of come back into that as an adult and kind of get that, that different view from it. But there've been times in my life where I suppose no matter what's going on, you've, you've always got that, that running and that running community and people to say hello to, and you can go out for a run, in the morning or in the afternoon and and see those regular faces that you always know and, and say hello or go down to parkrun on a saturday so even if you haven't spoken to anyone else for the whole week or even if you've had a really tough time at work it's just felt like that kind of constant in a lot of people's lives so i i feel mm. really honored that we've got such a fantastic um and tight running community down in the south and i think south Park parkrun only enhances that
0: yeah brilliant excellent answer um yeah i think you kind of summarized it really really well there and again something i'm really passionate about is just how wonderful the sport is and just how it how the people involved is just always super supportive um appreciative of everybody and yeah i just i just love kind of what it does i guess for everyone's lives really and all the positive stuff it adds so so fantastic answer there, emma um in fact before before i kind of close off dave if you have returned anything you want you want to add finally uh, before we kind of close off no, it's, it's an absolute
1: pleasure. And I promise to bring my barcode next time on a
0: phone. <laughs> yeah, Dave, you're going to get your, I, I'm going to make sure this happens, Emma. I'm going to I'm gonna pull him through the finish funnel if I have to. So uh you' know, uh, yeah, you'll, <laughs> No you'll more funnel through. ducking. Yeah, uh, yeah that's, it. that's <laughs> it. Emma, listen, thanks so much for your time. Um, I know kind of, it's it said a lot, but um, as are kind of like generally very appreciative of all the efforts verbally. And, and I know a lot of people kind of post on, on the Facebook page to say thank you, but a huge round of applause for the work you do. And not only you guys, but obviously the people that have, that that kind of you've overtaken, obviously Grant um, before you was event director there for for quite a many years and and all the previous RDs that have have since come and gone. Um, Huge thank you to you all. Um, And obviously like, you know, it creates a huge strong bond here down in the running community. So thanks very much. One of the really good social pillars in the community. Um, I wish you all the best and have a wonderful weekend ahead
2: thank you so much you. and yeah also just want to give my thanks to, to you and also to all the rgs and volunteers as well that's great cheers
0: all, all the best I right, take care